Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, welcome back to part two of this special uh, episode with Together and Brighton Rock coming together for a special with me, Josh, Pete, and Robin. We're all still here. Hello, boys. Hey, yeah. All right. And in this second part, we're going to talk about the season as it apparently should have finished today, how it has actually gone in the bits that we have seen up until March, and um, analyse what we think of the season, how we were doing, what we could have done better, and um, really going through the team position by position with analysis of that as well, and any t- disappointments or nice surprises we felt we've had through the season so far. So, season started well, didn't it? All August, a 3-0 away win at Watford. That was a pretty good, um, well, hopeful sign of things to come. Didn't quite work out as well as we'd hoped, but pretty decent start, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah Un- uh, unexpected. Yeah. Considering we were... we'd not really torn up that many trees in pre-season games, to be honest. Yeah. Um, see, we'd looked good, but we hadn't really... You know, we'd looked good in patches, but we hadn't really put together a, a sort of solid full performance. And I guess that's it, isn't it? You, you peak for the first game of the season, um, yeah. which we did. But not a bad yeah. start. Obviously, it, it got us... Um, the two positive things were the fact that we got three different scorers. Well, two, we got two in Watford scored one for us, as they later repeated um, in the season. And Doni, who, of course, became the, uh, the black sheep of the family later on, and Morpé on his debut scoring uh, we had dynamic progressive um affecting substitutions which was something that excited everybody didn't it yeah and uh, I, I went away from that game thinking uh, yeah, and Donny could have a really good season here under Potter it was kind of uh and that lasted yeah, yeah two more games yeah <laughs> and, uh, I think we all did yeah he should have done too shouldn't he because he is a good player on his day he's a good player yeah, I would have him controversially I would have him back in a heartbeat yeah and he is technically back with us isn't he because um I think yeah, I don't think he's, in our, he's not. He's not in our twenty-five. I don't think so no. unless they unless they relax the rules on on yeah. uh, on registering for the twenty-five. Maybe due to the June thing. Maybe I'm not sure. Maybe um, they will, but I would have him back. He's not being. Um, his option isn't being taken up by Galatasaray right now, presumably because of the circumstances of uh, mm. COVID as much as anything. It didn't really. Didn't really set the world on fire there either. Mm. 
We I know he's, a, he scored a couple of goals, didn't he, in like the Champions League and stuff, and then yeah, did absolutely nothing yeah. after that. But, yeah. Mm. Yeah, good player, but yeah, he's a head case. Um, he might be always one of those players who does look good and you think, oh, he's going to come with a good run of form now, and then never quite, you know, has a few good games, but never quite does it over the other yeah, season. Yeah, and Pete and I, um, Josh and I talked about this with Peter Ward the other day, particularly about Andoni, and our conclusion was that his we'll come on to it in a minute, I'm sure, the red card against Southampton. Mm. To me, it very much looked like it was premeditated and he was trying to make a point in the worst possible way, which is that probably he'd want, he, want, he wanted to leave and he'd been told no. So he thought, yeah. right, I'm going to go out and basically show that you can't keep me. Yeah, yeah. he denied which it, is, didn't he? He said it was accidental, but... Yeah, like, I mean, the circumstance of it, you know, the, the ball was so far gone. There was no, when you, I think when you look at a tackle which comes off badly, you've got to look at it and go, is there a, is there a, a scenario here where, he, where the tackle could have gone well, but it was just badly timed? Mm-hmm. This yeah. one, you just go, I look at that and I go, I can't, I can't see any scenario from that that comes out with that being a good tackle. He was never going to win the ball, basically. No. no. Not at all. It was. So, it was. Uh, if you go into a tackle and you can go, yeah, I can see. I can see that there's a chance. As bad a tackle as it was, I can see that there was a genuine attempt or a chance that he could have won the ball. Yeah. And you go, well, fine. It was a bad tackle. It deserves to be a red card, but he was going for the ball. When yeah. the ball is well gone and you basically plant your foot in a player's shin, there's not really an argument to make to go. I was trying to win the ball. And it's strange, isn't it? Because we obviously had a lot of hope on that first game against Watford. And I think that for me, I felt like we had almost walked away from the first six games thinking that we could have won five out of these. I mean, the West Ham game was incredibly unlucky. And then the Southampton game, I think that everybody can agree that if we'd have kept 11 men on the pitch, I think that we were probably going to win it. Dunk had had a goal chalked off by VAR, hadn't he already? Yeah, that was 10 against 11 as well. So with 10 men, we scored. I mean, we were unlucky. Uh, right, yeah. Manche- Manchester City yeah. was. We were, we were never going to beat Manchester City, wasn't it? Sorry, I was going to Southampton's yeah, first was. goal was an absolute wonder goal from that winger. Yeah. Now I can't remember, wasn't it? And their second goal was like on the counter attack, wasn't it? So, it was in like yeah, it was like the ninety second minute, I think. Yeah, so, I mean it was fine goal. margins. Like you're right, say even I mean even Man City. We talked about this the other day with Wardy again. The fact even losing four 0 at the Etihad, we played really well, and it seems really odd to say that in a four 0 defeat, but genuinely for you know half an hour of that game probably more actually yeah I mean, somebody, really well and that was having seen... conceded very early as well we kind of like could have yeah, you know, lost second it. minute or something yeah. someone, I think I can't remember who it was someone said it was the best 4-0 defeat performance they'd seen ever didn't Guard- Guardiola <laughs> came out and said that actually it was made, that the way we the way that we had approached the game at the Etihad actually had made him think that he needed to change something it actually surprised him and actually realized that the teams could come to the Etihad and actually attack and if we had had a striker if we'd have had you know the the mythical clinical striker that we've been looking for we could have scored a couple of goals in that game and I think that's I think you've just literally hit on the crux of the whole season haven't you really (laughs) yeah and even That's even it. right after the Man City game, we then went and played Burnley at home and only lost from a literal last-minute screamer from Jeff Hendrick that 
was outside of the box that just flew through everybody. Mm. And then we went up to Newcastle uh, and only took a point off of them when mm. that is the most dominant away performance I've probably seen the Albion put in Ooh, since, yeah. the, yeah. since the League There was that ridiculous clearance off the line, wasn't there? Yeah, from, from Connolly, or Connolly, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was yeah. basic. I mean, I think it was, I remember seeing the thing and it was like, it was millimetres away. Like most of the ball was over the line. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was really, really close. And Connolly, of course, had just got off the mark against Bristol Rovers in August yeah. in, the, in the League Cup game as well. It was like a little lob over the keeper, wasn't mm. it? Yeah, he just poked yeah. it, kind of chipped it past him, didn't he? And but I mean, I think again, that's the other side of it. You know, it's kind of we had a lot of possession that day, but really in the end, you haven't we didn't create that many chances. There weren't, you know, there were there was that, and there was like one or two others. But actually, at the end, Newcastle could have won it with they had, if anything, the better chances. Yeah, despite I mean, our possession and dominance. Those early season results oh, were... That's the crux as well. There's yeah. so much you, possession. You've mentioned and the Noni um, being a head case and then, you know, lacking a striker at the City game. Well, he was suspended for that match, so that was that. But um, we also had, I mean, as you said, the one-all with West Ham, the, the one-all with Burnley, the nil-nil with Newcastle, the subsequent 3-1 defeat to Aston Villa, um, which was the third round of the EFL. There's just a, a series of games which were disappointing, and I don't think we got the best out of really. Um, and then I mean, the we played we played a very weak team in the Villa game, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. To be fair, it was yeah. basically a second. We basically played a second string team, and they had yeah. pretty much a first team. Yeah, yeah. Score those out. other those league games were. I felt that was at the crux of where our problem continued to be for the season as it as it unfolded. Yeah, um, and, and even then, yeah. the next game we held Chelsea to nil-nil at half time, and it was a stupid error from Webster in giving away a penalty that then just after half time that cost, lost our way. I think, didn't it? Yeah. No, and I think, yeah, I think we were nil-nil. Sorry, <laughs> I think, but I think it was nil. Was it nil-nil at half time? I think I have a feeling. Yeah, it was nil-nil at half time. Yeah, so we got through to half time. Recently, I don't remember them being particularly dominant or anything like that. We had one I think they had Tammy Abraham had a really dangerous chance. Was it Tammy mm. Abraham or somebody? But they didn't have lots. It, they weren't all over us, were they? It was, that uh, was it, wasn't no. it? Yeah. yeah. So that was disappointing. And then when we went into October, we started with a, a brief interlude of the fun where Conley again, Sean, uh, 3-0 <laughs> against Spurs before some other disappointing result. What a game that was, though, the Spurs match. Mm. Um, were you guys at the match? Yeah. yeah, it was another one. I mean, brilliant performance, but obviously hinged on Hugo Lloris yeah. doing or having that injury fairly early on. I think that obviously that it had the added, obviously it gifted us a goal, but I think it it clearly affected the uh, the Tottenham players. I think. Well, also they, were, they came into it from the back of the seven seven two against Bayern, and probably yeah. were like you know really up for it, and then suddenly in the first second minute they lose their keeper and concede a goal. And that yeah, probably, yeah, just kind it's of, a long way back. And that injury and was brutal too. It wasn't yeah, one of those was, like it wasn't a it was wasn't a nasty, groin strain. It? it was yeah, really, and it was such yeah. a freak one as well. Yeah, like, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, we weren't sure what I was mean, happening at first. It was because we were at the on the east on the other the other end of the pitch. Yeah, we, we weren't sure what happened end. initially. And so. I thought, I just thought, oh, they're going to disallow because I thought, I thought he'd been pushed. I thought he'd been pushed mm. into the net. I, I thought he'd been fouled. And I thought, actually, no, there was no one near him. It was just the cross. The cross had come in and there was no one around him. I thought yeah. somehow this will be disallowed. But <laughs> you, say, you, say it's a, do that. you say it's a freak thing, but I feel like Larice has a lot of freak things. <laughs> what point does it become a what point does it Just become a character reason. trait of Larice? Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he was the one who had concussion at one point, wasn't he? And they they kind of changed the rules because of his he carried yeah. on playing for a while with concussion, didn't he? Or something. Yeah. 
It's odd, isn't it? Because yeah. he's a good goalie. He's a, yeah. You can see he's a really good goalie, but then he's prone to those. He's not crazy... the player he was a few years ago, though. I don't think right. he was brilliant like two or three years no. ago. But he's he's not the same now. Maybe so. that concussion had more of an effect than we think. <laughs> Maybe. Well, if he, he forgot game... he was the goalkeeper. Yeah, I mean the Spurs game was a full storm, wasn't it? On two counts. Firstly, it made made us very excited about Connolly, and he has subsequently gone very quiet. Um, not I know scored. he's been, been carrying an injury, as it turns out, but nonetheless. Um, but also a full storm for the Albion as a whole because we had that very disappointing 2-1 defeat at Villa. Um, we did get a win over Everton, but in controversial circumstances. Yeah. But then Villa, I thought, was controversial as well, equally. I mean, we were, I mean, I, I, to be honest, given the two offences from Moy, the, the red card was pretty harsh, I thought. He kicked the ball away very slightly for his first booking when he probably was a foul on one of our players as well. Yeah. And up to that point, we were absolutely hammering them like, for 30 minutes. We were one up. Yeah. We could have yeah, been two or three up, yeah. probably. And even then, it took them four minutes much. into added time for them to get the yeah. win against us too. And I mean, we had chances second half as well. We could have, but I think Montoya had a really good chance and we kept attacking them. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, we had a chance just before, literally just before their goal, didn't we? Mm. Yep. It was very end-to-end, end, really. From a, yeah, their, their goal resulted from us missing a pretty good chance yeah. at the other end. I have no doubt if they had been 11 against 11, we'd have won that game comfortably because Villa were terrible for half an hour and we were absolutely dominant. And Moy was brilliant. And then, of course, we, not yeah. only did we get under 10, but we lost our best player, arguably, yeah. as well oh, yeah, in true. doing so. Yeah. The Everton game, I mean, there's controversial penalty, obviously, was the, the reason the game got decided in our favour. Oh, yeah. It was the only time this season I can remember where we've had a clearly decisive um, mm. scenario from that's favoured us, perhaps unfairly arguably unfairly. Um, every other decision's either not had any consequence mm. to the result or has gone against us. So um, that was at least something. <laughs> it's one positive to go from it. Yeah, it's um, like people keep using the fact that we get loads of VAR decisions, but a lot of them are like David Luiz at Arsenal when he was about six mm. yards offside and for some reason the linesman didn't put his flag yeah. up. You and are it's like, that's, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's Yeah, but I mean, it's a ridiculous example, but it's, you know, that's not a VAR decision going for you. It's just ridiculous decision for the linesman not to put his flag up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there we have it. And then, the then the VAR, the, the... Sorry, go on. Then the nonsense of VAR, if you say, oh, a decision, you get so many decisions of VAR, you go, well, the point of VAR is you get the right decision. So you're not, VAR is mm. not favouring anyone if it's doing its job, which is to yeah. establish the facts, mm. right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. If it's going yeah, just, well, for a minute, it should be I slipped into defending VAR. I'll have to, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to have to row back from that. Bloody hell, lockdown's really getting to you, Robin. <laughs> no. um, well, we got into November, didn't we? And um, we had a 2 0 win at Hampton Norwich. Again, we didn't really press home as much advantage as we, I thought, had in that match. But 2 0 was still a but solid. We put Trossard coming on, didn't it, really? To to be the one who yeah. kind of yeah. changed, totally the game. changed the game. Totally yeah, changed definitely. it. He scored yeah. one yeah. and set up one, I think, from memory. Dreadful. That yeah. game was, I was surprised that game went ahead. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, that was the game with the uh, rain, wasn't it? Mm. I remember we got yeah, stuck. Yeah, that was the, because we watched the Rugby World Cup, that was the Rugby World Cup final in the morning. And the yeah. weather in Brighton was absolutely dreadful. I, I was really, that's the closest I've thought to a game not going ahead of the Amex. The wind was insane and the rain was like just sideways. So it was good. It was good to get good to get a win, but it was, yeah. I mean, it was one of those ones you just got to get the job done. Mm -hmm. we, we were drenched. That's reminded me, I've got something I'll need to mention about the Caxton in a minute as well, which is where we saw the World Cup final. But um, yeah. yeah, we got totally soaked at Dick's Bar 
uh, well, from the station to there and then into the ground. Yeah. Horrible. <laughs> At least we got the win. United, first sign of real naivety from Potter, wasn't it? Um, yep. We just went out and left ourselves exposed yeah. in that game. 3 1 defeat. Uh, disappointing, well, the really. The frustrating thing was, I mean, we were pretty ordinary first like, hour. Then we got ourselves back in it at 2 1. And instead mm. of like kind of solidifying and going again, we just threw men forward again and should have been about, I mean, we were 3 1 down within about two minutes and should have been 4 1 down within a minute later. I mean, United missed some absolute sitters that day. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And the, yeah. the fact is that that double salvo they had as well was so lucky as well, or unlucky yeah, for the first us. That, two, yeah, the yeah, first that one was a ridiculous. horrible deflection and then the other yeah. one was an own goal. And, yeah. you know, that one-two punch, like, 19 and 17 minutes in, similar it to the Tottenham game the other way around, yeah, yeah. at Old Trafford yeah. as well. You're not going to come back from it. Yeah. No, it was rough. Um, it was. Yeah. And things yeah, didn't get any better well. for a while, did they? We, we, unfortunately, we had a run of tough fixtures of which we couldn't really make anything count. We lost 2-0 at home to Leicester, 2-1 away at Liverpool. So our fast-becoming regular slender defeat to Liverpool was uh, becoming a new fashion. Um, didn't do us any good, though, on the point stake. Um, however, it all changed, didn't it, once we got into December, at least for a while, because we've got that, um, well, you've mentioned it already, Peter, the 2-1 win at Arsenal. Brilliant day out. Oh, night out, wasn't it, um, I think, uh, on the Thursday. Yeah. I don't know if I didn't yeah, the Amazon, Amazon week, wasn't it? Yeah, Amazon. Oh, yeah, Amazon first yeah. Game, yeah. I but forgot great, about the Amazon great, stuff. Did you, could you watch that one live, Josh? Yeah, yeah, I could watch them all. So they didn't have the Amazon deal over here. They just had it on NBC like usual. Um, but it was funny that of all the games to pop up on Amazon for you lot, it was that one um, where I think that, you know, I thought that we carried on our form from the Liverpool game straight into that one because that last 10 minutes against Liverpool when they'd had Alisson sent off was hilarious to see them crap in their pants. They really, they really were scared to death. Yeah, I mean, Pascal um, Gross nearly equalised, didn't they? Yeah, oh, and... Close. There was there was a couple of opportunities where it was kind of that one pass away from being yeah, a were really like dangerous. Were really, spot. We actually had them properly on the ropes. It was yeah. really bizarre. You were thinking, and, and this having been score. two down so early on as well, we were two down in twenty yeah. minutes, weren't we, or something like that? And you, yeah. you could have, Liverpool must have thought they were going to roll us over at that point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we came back. We caused them a lot of problems, and we kind of took that last 15 minutes into the Emirates and just never looked back. I thought we, I thought we were the better team all the way through, even though yeah, I know that 100%. at one point they equalized. I think that even when they equalized, I thought, I think we're still going to win this. I think that, but I think we've been that way with Arsenal, even since we, uh, I mean, even since we had Yujoa's, uh, you like first debut, debut right? Like, yeah. And he, and we, even then we looked like we were a team that could cause yeah. Arsenal I mean, problems. Like, even like even season, O'Grady scored against them a couple of years later, so they must've been bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I suppose even our, even the game last year at the Emirates to deny them the top four, we should have won that. Yeah. Oh yeah, they had about three or four breakaway end. chances at the end, didn't we? Yeah. Someone was, missed an open goal basically yeah. at the end. Grosh, wasn't it, I think, or yeah. Gross, yeah, gross. So even that, we should have won that one last year. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that, that game was great for me because, I, I, like you, Peter, I've got up in North London, I've got loads of Arsenal mates. So I met up with quite a few before the game and even more afterwards. And, uh, and Nick... Uh, they weren't avoiding you then. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, Nick from Rochdale was, uh, joined me afterwards and we, uh, we went on the beers with a couple of Arsenal fans. I think I went to bed at about four in the morning that night. So it was quite good fun. To be fair, the Arsenal fans were good value. They were good lads about the whole thing. 
So we did have. I mean, that was, they had, um, that was Youngberg was in charge for them, wasn't it? Yeah. That was, Just we first game. That they were, oh, yeah. 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 We, they, we, we were lucky that they were kind of in such a flux. Yeah. That was it his first game? or? Yeah, it was. I, I think he'd had a game in the Europa League. Did he? But not like, not like a league that. game I or something, it, yeah. It was, it was definitely his first home game, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think if you're a uh, if you're a Premier League manager in London, uh, Brighton are not a team you want to go up against because it's similarly uh, Poch was well on the ropes with Tottenham when we uh, when we played them too, and oh, yeah, they just yeah. lost they just lost Emery and brought in Lomberg and we cracked him too. So I think it's, <laughs> I think it's not one of those kind of teams you want to be playing. For some reason, we seem to do pretty yeah. well against. And they, those, they uh, struggled against Spurs. Struggled against us the previous season, didn't they as well? Yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah. yeah. Because I mean, it took a wasn't it one of, wasn't it a last minute strike from Ericsson that won him that yeah, game yeah, right yeah. last season? And yeah, we yeah, played, yeah. We that played was like heartbreaking. Ninety minutes of yeah. pure Chris Hughton anti football, hadn't it? Ninety yeah. minutes. Yeah. And so I barely really think we got out of our own half, did we? We just kind of. Just yeah, basically, we, it, it was textbook. It was textbook Chris Hughton defending, and it was it worked like it was so close to working. Um, yeah. It was that yeah, end of the season yeah. when we were dreadful, wasn't it? And we kind of barely yeah, got a point. And and... It, yeah, and that point, exactly. It was like the second or third last game, I think. Yeah, yeah we had Wolves. Like it was that. a similar performance away, wasn't it, as well? And that yeah, I, think, I mean, exactly. We did exactly the same at Wolves and just managed yeah. to somehow... Uh, just briefly at the pausing... End of the, uh... I'm sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, briefly pausing on the um, mention of beers. It's customary to mention if we're having any what we're having. Um, I've noticed Peter's drinking something. What have you got there, Peter? I'm trying to look up the name because do you want to go on with everyone, anyone else? And I'll uh, okay. Well, in a well, I've well, I've been working my way through Anchor California Lager, which was quite an ailey lager, to be honest. I'm not sure it was lager at all, but it was quite nice actually. Um, and I've also now been on the Heart and Soul um, Session IPA um, from the Vocation Brewery, which is rather nice. This one here, really good stuff. So um, thumbs up to those guys. Pretty nice. And Peter, what is it? What's the My, Mine is called Norhop, and it's a golden ale from the Moore Beer Company. Um, nice. And I got it from a takeaway from a local pub, which is opening up to do takeaways. Um, so, proper beer, quite nice. Yeah. And um, you guys, well, Rod, well, Josh, you're in the States. You are at about midday, aren't you? Yeah. Yep. So you're presumably not drinking heavily at I the moment. I am not. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> and Robin? I'm, I'm, a consummate, I'm a consummate professional. I don't know what you two are doing. Um, <laughs> I'm taking this as seriously as it should be taken. Well, I'm, I'm the Bill Werbenick of podcasts. So I can't perform without beers. Uh, just like him with his snooker. Which is why we, we originally started recording them in a pub. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were better before lockdown, weren't they, Peter, for some reason? I don't know. To be fair, we had content then as well. So, so there were actual football <laughs> games to talk about. Yeah, yeah. But this, this week we can tick off. Uh, Josh, you, you won't be aware of this probably, but um, since Peter and I started the podcast, we haven't won a game of football when we started in January. It's <laughs> <is> getting awkward. <laughs> yeah, I think that that was going to be my follow-on, really. I think after that Arsenal game, I don't think that any of us would have thought that for the following 14 games, we would only see yeah. one more win. Um, Especially yeah, the way we play the next two games really well. Yeah, I mean, Wolves and Palace away. Palace, we were absolutely dominant, weren't we? It was ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we should have, that's another game where we really should have been 2 or 3-0 yeah. up. And yeah. in the end, we almost yeah. lost because they, they actually finished really strongly and we were holding yeah, on. Even if you, even if you, if you, you take it, was a, it was a great goal from Zahar. It was. Yeah, it was, to be Your favourite. I love Will. But yeah, no, it, was a, it was a great <laughs> even goal. If you, even if you take out the rivalry and the Mr. Mr. Tumble factor, I mean, it was just, dis, just from a purely footballing point of view, that was such a disappointing Yeah, result. no, it was. Yeah, we were, for, the first, for the first 
half an hour, they couldn't really lay a glove on us. Yeah. Yeah. We it was just, like Newcastle, but actually we did create chances on this occasion. Yeah, we had, the, and then we just we had similar possession. Couldn't put them away. Yeah. And then again, that's, the, that is the, that's the season summed up in, in, a, in a half an hour period. Yeah. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it yep. is. Yes, we I mean, either, it's either the final ball or the final shot. Either way, we don't, we're not quite able to do it, yeah, connect it all. Yeah, yeah, particularly the final shot. I mean, that's something I know you've meant, you mentioned Nick a minute ago, Russ. That's something that him and I have talked about as well, which is we, I don't know whether it's coaching or whatever, but we seem to have been coached out of taking a shot. Hmm. If we're in a position to take a shot, a lot of the time we will look for another final pass. And it's something I saw, we saw a little bit under Chris Hutton, which is, I don't know what it is, whether it's a lack of confidence in front of goal or what, but it seems like we're always reticent to take a shot. Yeah, could be a lack of responsibility taking, maybe. Maybe, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of the time, you, you'll be mid-central midfielders in a way, doing that, taking pot shots from distance, and none of ours are exactly um, prolific scorers, are they? No, it's, gonna... no. it's sort of like Arsenal circa five years ago, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but, but not so team, but Yeah, still... just almost trying to walk the ball into the back of the net, mm. but it's not even that. Sometimes, you'll be in a, sometimes someone will be in a position where, I understand where you think, where a shot is a riskier option, but often we're in a situation where the shot is the easier option and the pass is a riskier mm. option and we go for the pass. Yeah. yeah, it's it's one of those ones where, and it's strange because you see a lot of the players almost want to take a shot and they're, they're changed, uh, like Mopai got a lot of shit for it because he was the one taking all the shots, but like it was bizarre because you'd see Trossard like look like he wants to level up for a shot and would, then play a pass off that wasn't yeah. as effective, mm. and, and that's I can why only I say, that's why I wonder whether it was coaching. Yeah, I can only like... imagine the uh, I can only imagine the anger from Potter if he starts playing his Kiedo because he isn't going to listen. He's just going <laughs> to rattle <laughs> that ball in. Stay out wide, stay out wide, Jose. Stay on the left and don't cut he'll in. Still, no, he'll, he'll shoot. He'll shoot. From, he'll shoot and score from the touchline. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not, I wonder if that uh, in the same way though, you've got a. Like for some players, it's really benefited. And one of those really is the, one of the players that I thought really stood out as the season came to a close. Not that we knew it was closing, but was Bissouma. His, mm, yeah. The coaching that he has went under to not take as many to pot not shots. not shoot from 80 yards away every time. <laughs> yeah, like he has, he has matured incredibly over 12 months. Yeah, I thought that I he agree. was... I mean, I thought that him and Proper were... That was the future. That midfield two for those last couple of games, looked yeah. imperious against and any midfield. He would look really good at Wolves, I thought, was his best game for us, which obviously was the yeah, last no, one before. He was absolutely, absolutely yeah. dominant. He was man the match there. And Sheffield United, I think he got booked early on and was still really good afterwards. He didn't commit another yeah, foul. Yeah, he was he? really mature. I was yeah. worried in that game, I thought, that he's, he's going to, because we know that he's got, when well, the past he's shown a kind of slightly petulant mm. he's very young game. as well. He is very young. I mean, he's only 20, what, 22? yeah. Yeah, he was he was booked in the tenth minute away at Sheffield United, and I, I was just as worried. The game, yeah. was, I don't think he committed a foul after that, but he got stuck no, in and played didn't. really well. Yeah, there's a shot, there's sign of his maturity. And Josh, you've you mentioned Proper and Basuma there, and that's the biggest disappointment for us with COVID, wasn't it? That those two were coming into the equation, mm. they were coming into form, and Basuma as someone who hadn't made his mark yet, um, that was exciting. That was looking like being. A great thing. I had him was down. It the, was it the Bournemouth game where in the in the latter stage he did that amazing little scoop? Yeah, <laughs> over yeah, a player to start a counter yeah. attack. And I, I, I totally fancied him to score against a, a worldie against Arsenal. Actually, 
uh, Basuma. I really had a feeling. So not to be. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny, isn't gone. it? Because the because we were all, you know, if you're on Twitter and social media now, all the fans are saying, look at your running, you're definitely down if you play. That's why you don't want to play. This and is our easiest running of the three years. It's tough, to, it's tough to make people understand that I was incredibly optimistic going into that Arsenal game. I thought that we had just about done everything possible to show that we were capable of turning stuff around. We, yeah. I mean, we have played nine games since the start of 2020 and the whole thing of we haven't won a game, fine. But we've only lost three of the nine. Mm. We had showed that kind of determination and grit that we showed under Chris Hutton, but with a much more likelihood of scoring goals. And Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, hang on, Josh. You, you were incredibly optimistic, did you say? <laughs> For the Arsenal game, yeah. <laughs> Is this the Josh I, I, you know? that, <laughs> I mean, when you look at those next fair, three I'm, games... I'm with, I'm with Josh. I was, I, was fully expecting us to, I was fully expecting us to win that Arsenal game. I have to say... And that I the, think the, that at that we, point, it could have changed everything because yeah. you've got Manchester United two weeks later at home as well. And I think and I, I'm not crazy confidence. to think that we could have took six points from those next two Well, we did games. two years ago, didn't we? And we took yeah, four last saying, season, yeah. so... Yeah. And if you beat Arsenal, you've got the confidence then going yeah. into that. Camp. But I think they also yeah. what people miss is we struggle against teams who sit back, put people behind the ball, which is why we always struggle when we go one down as well. Arsenal and United will both have come out, even if they went one up, they'd have attacked us. And so yeah. we actually play better against that sort of team. Look at yeah. the teams who struggled against Newcastle, Palace, teams like that who sit yeah. back. It's all about yeah. the and, and that's whatever. that's why that's why of the teams towards the top we always struggle well we struggled both times against Leicester and Sheffield United because mm-hmm. they played I mean Sheffield United just played classic Sheffield United football that they'd done in, in, in the championship and Leicester have made their entire living off of you know sitting back and using the pace to hit people yeah. on the counter attacks which I mean, is where both the, their goals came from against us it was the same yep. it was the same in that Norwich game I mean Norwich were defending so deep for that game they were basically sitting with their own fans weren't they yeah <laughs> the entire match. I mean, they were like genuinely. I've never seen a team put eleven players behind the ball, and basically they're all hardly anyone left their half. Yeah. yeah. And we struggled to break them down. That's the thing. Yeah. And in a way, that's that that shows you guys' point about you know shooting from distance. Because if a team is sitting back, you know, men behind the ball, why not take a pot shot? If it's not going in, it might take a deflection. It might bounce well for you. But if you're and just you know, passing it into a lot of players, why do get that? The ball back fairly soon yeah. because they're going to clear. They're just going to. We had nine games left in the season and we probably needed three wins to stay up. We needed that 38 point mark. And you've got Arsenal, uh, Arsenal at home, Manchester United at home and Newcastle at home. All teams yeah. that we have impeccable records against at home. Yeah. And it looked like... It, I mean, they were pretty much the only three games I had wins in, which was bizarre to think that we were going to go away at Norwich and I thought we probably weren't going to take anything from it, but then also beat Man United at Arsenal at home. But I felt like that's just the way we were going to do it. And to then have it all cancelled and now, you know, now Brighton at home to Arsenal with no fans or not at home or whatever, it's a totally different kettle of fish. Mm. Yeah. Although I think it is a totally different kettle of fish anyway, because who knows right, what form true. players will come back in and I mean we might be in really good form after yeah. All yeah, the, the break. Yeah, yeah, the break. Don't, you don't know that's the fact we were referencing form in eight weeks away, everyone having had eight weeks away, we've got there's, there's no form mm. for this. So we got we've got no idea how players are gonna feel mm. perform. Mm. Well yeah, looking look, looking through December then, so we had obviously we had that two one winner away at Arsenal. We had the two all at home to Wolves. We had the disappointing one all at Palace. We then lost one at home to Sheffield United, which I think was about the right result. Um, yeah, we had a two-one defeat to Spurs, which for quite a while felt like we were going to get something there. 
until Kane. Yeah, we went one nil up in that, didn't we as well? Yeah, the ball just bounced for Kane, didn't he, to get the? I think it was a winner, wasn't it at the time? Yeah, it was. We didn't deserve that. No, I, I felt disappointed with that. I felt like we could have had a draw, but we did have yeah, a very good performance ball. and win against Bournemouth on uh, the game in between Christmas and New Year, twenty eighth. Yeah, which was a decent win. Um, and I mean, honestly, honestly, ball, it, 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 yeah, it could have been eight. Match. Bournemouth were yeah. terrible. It, we could have scored eight. Like they were that bad. Yeah, because Dan Byrne had one ruled out for VAR, didn't he? Yeah, which was a pretty yeah. harsh. Which was another pretty harsh yeah. one. And yeah. Moyes got a really good goal, didn't he? As well. And what's pleasing yeah. about that game was also it's Bournemouth. It's bloody Bournemouth. We never get anything. We yeah. always get yeah. bad decisions. We get bad luck. We get bad everything. They okay. were in the midst of a dreadful Most... run, weren't they? Yeah, a lot of yeah. injuries as well. I think they had at that point. Yeah, but they were on a they're on a dreadful run last season, and they beat us quite substantially, didn't they? Um, so uh, no comment on that one. But um, I mean, anyway, fast, fast in... forward a few weeks from this one, and they yeah. beat us fairly substantially. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But you mentioned Jahanbach got his goal and then, of course, scored an even better one against Chelsea the week after. Yeah. Um, which both goals super. One all draw with Chelsea. Good yeah, result. I thought we started off slowly there, but once, um, ironically, once Byrne went off and Bernardo came on, I thought we were the better team for much of that game. We, were, we played yeah, really well. And at the end, yeah. actually, it was only one winner and it was us. You know, if, if yeah, someone had won that I game, agree. we had all... I think Malpe had won the save by the keeper and there was one yeah, of the chances. Yeah, it was another one that went either side of the keeper. It was yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We then had the FA Cup against, you know, who one of those teams with a superiority complex. Massive, the massive. Yeah, the massive, massive team from Sheffield. Um, Everton, we lost 1-0, disappointing. One all at home to Villa, another frustrating result. Yeah, that was a frustrating one. So, Domin- again, I dominant think that first was, uh, half. Yeah, that was their only attack I think they'd had in, what, 78 yeah. minutes or something like that? And Grealish, of all people, scored. Yeah. Um, yeah. Up there with Zaha. Yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, um, we couldn't be happy for too long with our game against Bogey Team Bournemouth, could be because we soon had the return game. That <laughs> was, I mean, that was back. Now. That was back to like the really bad days under Hugh. That, that, I think that, that was probably our worst performance of the season. That although one. even for them for twenty minutes, yeah. we had a better well. team apparently because I wasn't there. But I heard we had a better team for twenty minutes yeah. and then fell apart once they scored, didn't they? Because they got two in. I think we were, yeah. uh, we yeah, for 20 minutes. We just, so, we looking really good. Overall. Yeah, when we let that goal in, that, from then to, you know, when Wilson scored in, the, what, the 30th minute or whatever to the yeah. end, that's, that's the worst bright performance I've mm. seen of the season. We were just terrible. Yeah. Um, then, well, I did a, a, a match report special from West Ham, the first of two. That was a very um, odd game. It was, yeah. Very I mean, odd game. It, it, the reports got gradually more uh, slurry as they went on through the evening um, after the match. It was a bizarre match. Uh, someone we know got sorted outside the ground, uh, yeah. which was a bit bizarre afterwards. But in terms of the game itself, you know, 3-1 back to 3 all Absolutely bonkers as a match. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was. I think, for me, I came away thinking that if that game had been last season, we wouldn't have got a point. Agreed, yeah. 100%. On the other hand, we should have won it, though, there. really, because, yeah, I mean... They were pretty dreadful, and we gave, we gifted them a two-goal lead. And again, two like a deflect. There wasn't at least mm. one of their goals was a massive deflection, wasn't it? Both two of them. They're two actual own goals, weren't both they? Not just both. Oh yeah, but deflections, they weren't they? Yeah, they were both just going straight at Ryan, weren't they? That was it. Yeah. Yeah. And, obviously and their Glenn, first goal was a weird. Um, was it a free kick that shouldn't? I, I felt being shouldn't have been given or something or. Yeah, mm. something like that. And then obviously we got back into it with a, it was a comedy own goal, wasn't it? From them right yeah. after half time. Fabian and then really it, yeah. weird, that gross one was really weird. I didn't think it was going to go in. It literally just dribbled 
Yeah. I, I thought there's a, there's a foul in there somewhere and everyone seemed to yeah. stop. Yeah. The they had about six chances in. to clear it, didn't they? They kept leaving it yeah. for each other and in the end tried to yeah, poke it back to... And then obviously the West Ham. We, had to wait, we had to wait an age for the bar decision, but it was never a handball. I mean, that's no. He actually did everything there. to get his hands out of the way. He literally was yeah, like, I mean, even, I mean, West Ham fans were like in the crowd going, oh, you could see it was obviously a handball. It wasn't. It was like, the first replay you watched, you went, well, that's hit his side, slash, yeah. you know, his yeah. midriff. Yeah. But it's nowhere near his arm. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was it was funny because you had uh, on NBC. I remember you had one dude insisting it was a handball all the way through, and the other guy on there was like, "Can you not like this is the third slow motion replay we've looked at? Like, how how are you still thinking that's the case?" Where's and I think he was, yeah. I think he was just getting something through his mic saying like, "Argue for the controversy. You've got to keep arguing because yeah. <laughs> it was just so <laughs> clearly was, wrong." Another, I thought, why is this taking so long to decide? Because yeah. it's like even in even watching it in not in you know in real time as a replay. Yeah, well, it's not hit. Yeah. Even, as, even like as a neutral, you'd look at it, you go, it's just not hit his arm. But at the ground, I was convinced it was handball. No one celebrated with Murray. Murray was the only one who celebrated. So I just assumed that, you know, West Ham all put their hand up. So you think, oh, it must have been handball, then we'll wait for the VAR. And it's like, oh, shit, it's been, the longer it goes, you think, oh, maybe it is going to be a goal then. Maybe. And we I are think Glenn score. was so convinced as well. Yeah. I and mean, obviously he mm. knew, he's like, knew it hadn't hit him on the arm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then we should have scored a winner. We had two or three really good chances to yeah. score a winner. Yeah. March had a free kick tipped over. Trossard had a really good chance, but he could have crossed and he hit into the side yeah. netting. And yeah. we should have I won mean, that, that game. That would have been amazing if we'd have won that game. But I mean, you said it was a great... It kept them in the bottom three, didn't it? Yeah. Because we were at the bottom three, I think, at half-time. Yeah. I mean, so West actually, that, you know, if, they, if they cancel... If we do end up going points per game, that could be the difference. <laughs> Could be. I mean, West Ham always known about really their ground. It's not that could that could that would be the difference because that yeah. potential, you know, the point swing from that game. Yeah, it could They'd be, be above us now, certainly. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah they always known about their ground. It is a football stadium, and I can understand all the complaints about it. But I quite enjoy going there. There's some really good pubs near the ground that we've gone to before and after games each season. I've been back to all three, all three games. Yeah, we've had goals. We've had a 3 0 win, was it? Um, yeah. We've had a yeah, first two all, admittedly yeah. disappointing result, but two all. And this, this year again, yeah, three, three, three. They've yeah. still not beaten us. They've not beaten us in the Premier League, have they? Mm. Yeah, yeah. And then, well, after that, though, we had one all with Watford, yet another frustrating draw at home. Very we'd had Burnley, we'd had West Ham, we'd had um, Newcastle, we'd had all these games where we frustratingly had drawn. And uh, home to Watford was another one, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, however, Away at and Sheffield. Watford was that they we that was a really bad own goal for them. Yeah, there was no one anywhere near, was there? And it yeah, was quite late did, as well. They'd outplayed yeah, us. I remember I went, this was one of the games I went down. I got so angry for their goal because we basically come and was it Decore that scored for them? Yeah, yeah. we basically yeah. shepherded him to the edge of the box. Yeah, he had like all of our defense run like they were literally boxing him in, making yeah. sure that no one yeah. could make a tackle, and we just sort of rolled out a red right. carpet for him to get to the edge of the box. Yeah, no one tackled scored... him, did they? No one tried no, to tackle from the halfway did, line to all, the edge of the area. It wasn't like he was on his own. There were players, yeah. as I say, our players were like running alongside him. And it was like, yeah, it was almost like an American football, like they were blocking. It was like his, his own team were blocking. We just, I, think, um, I mean, it was the, a good finish, but... I think it was... never been even a chance to do it. I think Decorey had scored the own goal in the earlier game. He had, yeah. So yeah, he yeah, made up yeah. for his own goal. However, Mariapa then... Weighed in with one of his own. So it's good to an ex Palace player score an own goal. Yeah. There was no one behind him, was there? It was a cross. Yeah. He just blasted a cross yeah. and I don't think there was anyone there. 
it was it was where he thought Murray may have gone to, so I can understand it. To be honest, yeah. I'd, I'd forgive him if I was a Watford fan because I, I could see what he was thinking. It's a great. Yeah. Although again, that yeah. own goal could yet be the one that relegates them again. Yeah, if they, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a and very was, similar own goal to the one that uh, Luca Dina scored. For, yeah, uh, it was, it was kind of stretching, he was, wasn't it? Ex- except that Murray or Mopai, whoever it was, was right was behind right him, there, so yeah, <laughs> he had no choice. But yeah. But that was um, that was a key key moment, I think. And again, it was Jahanbach with the cross, wasn't it? Another yeah, it was uh, yeah. He made a real difference when he came on in that game. Yeah, I mean, three games he's he's had a significant impact in, which is good yeah. to see after all the frustrations he's had. And um, we'll maybe talk about him in a moment in the, in the last section. But uh, anyway, just to round off, we then had a really good, well worked one all draw away at Sheffield United, which preserved our record of never having had anyone do the double over us this season. Not that we've managed to inflict that on anyone else either. Um, and then we had the disappointment of the game where we lost one at home to somebody whose name escapes me. Again, though, we did everything but bloody score. I mean, how on yeah. earth did yep. that dunk header not go in? Malpe mm. blocks it from an offside position oh. on the line. Just like... <laughs> yeah, it felt like the gods were against us on that day. Yeah, because it was I mean, to be, to be fair, I think in the, sea, like the, the 3-1 win at the Amex season before, everything went our way, obviously, despite True. the red card. We'd had a fair chunk of luck. Iskera got a penalty that really wasn't a penalty. Um, yeah. So I think it, and we've, you know, we've had, we had a decent recent run against them. So I was kind of, I was expecting it to end at some point. And it was another classic of those ones where you go, well, if it's nil in after an hour, then, you know, we're probably going to get turned over. Yeah. Standard Albion. Yeah, like the playoff yeah, game, that minutes. felt very like that. If it carried the longer it carried on, nil-nil, exactly. the more they were going to win it. That was we said. I've always said that about the play. We said before the game, you know, if it's nil and after an hour, it's just hmm. it's what Albion does. Yeah, and to me, because of the hurt of that match, I keep thinking that was the last game we played. Of course, it wasn't because <laughs> we did have one one game in March on the seventh before the Arsenal home game was postponed, and that game was Wolves away. Again, it was a pretty mundane match to watch. Uh, for anyone to look good for his cameo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we looked we looked more like scoring than we did against Sheffield United. I thought we looked more more of an attacking threat, which is ironic because we scored against Sheffield and we didn't score against Wolves. But I thought we looked a bit more solid in general in that Wolves game. Yeah, I, I thought I so. Say Basuma, what, it made a big difference having Basuma to sort of provide that energy in midfield. But yeah, I think yeah. in general we were just a, a bit better. Well, Wolves were poor, I thought, as well. They didn't really, considering the attacking options they have, they I didn't really... they played a ton of games, haven't they? Yeah. So they probably we, also, like, we also tend to make Wolves look poor. Like, I feel like we, we are a bit of a bogey team for Wolves as well. I think yeah. we tend oh, yeah, to no, make without, them look without bad. Doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I think they've only beaten us like five times in the I mean, like, history of games. Wasn't it last, last season we got four points off them and we had one mm. shot on target? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think like they're... 30, they had like yeah. 35 shots. To well, that, that home game against points. them was ridiculous last season because I think Ryan had about his best game and had about three or four times I'd just given up on it. And he, yeah, you know, he and looked that like was, he... That was, the one, was that the one Murray got his 100th goal, didn't he? Yeah. In that game? Yeah. We won like, three 1-0s like in a row. Finish, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. That was in the 1-0. The West Ham... New all, of, all of which we could easily have not yeah. won. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway. So, that, that left us still out of the relegation zone. We haven't been in there all season. Um, despite the fact that Leeds and Liverpool fans think we would definitely be going down if uh, the season was to continue. We don't know if it will or not at this stage, but as it currently stands on this, what would have been last day of the season, what's your take on the season overall? What, what are the good and bad things? What's your verdict on Potter? 
um, um, maybe or, or Robin? Robin I, was just a, I think you, you, obviously, you all know that I was fairly keen on getting rid of Chris Hutton well before the curve. Um, yeah. So I think it was the right, I still think it was the right decision to go for something else. And I've got, I've got kind of a nuanced view on this, which is I think it was the right decision to go for someone else. But I, part of me feels that Potter would have been perhaps the right manager one down the line. And by that, I mean, he's obviously tried, we've changed totally, you flip the style on the head, you know, in, over the space of a pre-season. So when you take that into account, we've actually done pretty well, considering we've had quite a high turnover of personnel. We've changed the style. We've not been in the bottom three. We've had some very good performances, games that we wouldn't have got points in last season. But obviously, you know, we've seen the same frustrations come through. But I'd say part of me thinks, have we tried to change too much too quickly? And did you, would, would you want to have graduated towards it by maybe going, fine, okay, Chris Hutton had his style. We want to go back to something a bit more balanced. And then perhaps you try and push the philosophy on further down the line. So, I mean, I think overall it's been a positive appointment. I mean, you can't yeah. not think that because we've, we've not really gone backwards because we're not in the bottom three. The football in general has been undeniably better. We've got some wins and some draws that we definitely wouldn't have got last season. And, you know, you can't, obviously we've seen some of the same problems that we had with Hutton. and you've seen some of the ones that he managed to fix, particularly in defence of maybe regress slightly. But, I mean, yeah, my main conclusion is it's, it's, he's done very well to change the style to the extent that he has done. And I think you can't expect it to suddenly go swimmingly overnight. Yes, I do feel that we are probably a striker away from being a top 10, top 12 club, really. Yeah. Uh, Josh, what do you think? Yeah, I'm definitely still on the Potter bandwagon. Um, I like the appointment in the first place. Uh, I think it's a good move. I think that I have a different opinion on the recruitment structure. Uh, I think we need to work on what, who the hell is in charge and who is doing what. Um, but I think on the pitch, I think we've done enough to definitely keep uh, keep him on. Um, I mean, he's already got a hell of a contract anyway, right? So I don't think there was ever mm. real discussion of getting rid. Um, yeah, I think he's developed a lot of players. Jahanbak, Spesuma, Propa. Um, I think there's been a lot of players that have benefited massively um, under his tutelage. And I think there's a couple that have lost out. Shane Duffy um, probably being the biggest one of them. But when you look back over the season, I think I can only see three games where they showed any kind of tactical naivety. And that was the, the Chelsea game, the Leicester game that were almost back to back, I think. Um, and then the, uh, the, the most recent defeat against Bournemouth, where we just didn't do enough to turn it around. And when you think that we've played like what, 29 games and you can only pick three of them out where you can go, mess that up. Whereas I felt like last season there was, you know, 20 of the 38, we walked away and thought if only Hutton had done something different. Um, I think it's a, I definitely think it's a, a step in the right direction. And yeah. I think that the only worrying thing I think for me is that it's highlighted just how weak our squad is in some aspects. Yeah. Um, yeah. And That's for that true. reason, mm-hmm. I was hoping for a very thorough summer clear out. And with what's going on now, who knows whether we're going to be able to yeah, do that and what's going to look like. That's um, a good point because I, I think it was very much status quo in terms of our standings and our position in the league, but with better quality football, wasn't it? It was the general thrust. 
So I'd take that as long as we could get over the line and survive. As you've said, that's an interesting point about the transfers now and what's going to happen with that. Um, but Peter, what, what's your take on season and Potter? I think overall he's done yeah, pretty well. I've, I've no, I agree with Josh. I think he's not had many games where you've gone away and said, what the hell's he done here? You know, he selected the wrong team, whatever. But it's, it's overriding. It's, there is frustration because I think what I've been said is right. We, we certainly shouldn't be down there where we are, given the way we've played over the season. We should be higher up, but it is that one or one player, arguably, who's yeah. the difference. And yeah, and I mean, ultimately, that we're talking strikers mainly, aren't we? I think one of the pluses. Yeah, I, I think would... it's the recruitment, isn't it? I mean, Josh, yeah, recruitment the fact is that we got rid of Andone and Lucardia, yeah. and yeah. I think everyone yeah. was comfortable with that on the basis that they that we would sign at least one striker in January. Yeah, yeah. And if, I and think to, and also just to. And you haven't. Just, just to turn that around, I don't think Mopay's been a bad signing. It doesn't mean, I don't no. think any of us are saying that, are we? No, he just needs support up there. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. done yeah, pretty well for a first season up. Yeah, we, we just needed one of the other two well. to do yeah. well. Mopay scored eight goals and got two assists, and he's top scorer yeah. by five, which says a lot about what the rest of... Own goal because like our second leading scorer or something, isn't it? Or... Yeah, I mean, Webster must be the second, <laughs> isn't he? Webster's got four or five, four... Yeah, Webster, um, Trossard and Connolly have all got three. Although what about, what about own goals? Hasn't own goals like second top scorer? Um, own goals has got three. He's been very good for us. He's my man of the season so far. What for are like our fourth leading scorer or something on their own? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is funny yeah, because I mean, I we had the exact opposite well. problem last year. We weren't, yeah. we weren't getting enough goals from anybody but Glen Murray, and now yeah. we're getting them from everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's um, odd, isn't it? So what... Yeah, I mean, I think that, that recruitment, that to me is the glaring, that is the glaring issue. Yeah, I was going to say, what, what else do we right. need? Do we need a midfielder too, central mid? Yeah, well, I, say, I would have said that before, before the last few games, but Basuma's, Basuma's coming and done really well. If we can mm. keep that up, we've got, we've got Moy, Proper, Basuma, Stevens as, as the four options. Alzate, if they can get fit, fit as well. as well, can play yeah. there as well. So I, wouldn't I, mean, say, I know he plays I all think, over, but that is position. Yeah, and looking through the... Squad in, in general, just to do a quick analysis. So goalkeepers, I mean, obviously Button and Steele are just, you know, they're, they're solid enough as backup. We haven't really had to see much of them, and I'm sure they Although one probably will be going for the sound of it, because it sounds like Wilson will be in the squad. Yeah. But in terms of Ryan, how, we, how do we think um, he's done? Still progressing? Still a good first choice? Or do you think it's something we need to be looking at in the... Uh medium term I think given the resources at the club and where we are at the moment Ryan is a more than adequate keeper for the position we're in I don't see I know he's not the biggest but he's a brilliant shop stopper he's decent with his feet I don't know how much money we have to spend an awful lot of money I think to get better than, than yeah, Matt Ryan yeah no way he is uh, we're more likely he's to lose into a bigger club than we are to you know yeah. look to replace him we we have no reason to get he gets a lot sick on places like north stand chat as well it's like kind of continually people saying well he should have done better here and done better here and it's like well i don't think he's made many mistakes at all since those first few no, games he's made some great so i mean yeah. as a goalkeeper it's very easy to point to goals that you concede and go you should have done better but i mean that's the nature of being a goalkeeper isn't it you're mm. going to concede more goals than you than you say but it's the moments that you it's the moments in the games that you make those big saves that make a difference. And he yep. often steps up in those big moments. I mean, I think yeah. the, the, the game that really springs was that away game at Stoke in the first season, wasn't it? When he saved the penalty right at the mm. end. You go, that, is a, that was a turning point in the season. Stoke ended up going down. We mm. ended up staying up. That's, mm. I mean, you've got those. There's been several of those standout moments where you go in the real, really crunch moment. 
That Everton game in the first save. season when they'd equalised yeah. late on and they he made exactly. a brilliant double save in the last minute, which would have lost us the game from mm. one up at yeah. injury time. So that's what I mean. I think people, it's very easy. I think basically every goal that a goalkeeper concedes, there'll be some fan that will go, you should have done this or you should have done that. Yeah. So I think you really only have to judge it on, mm. say, what, what are the big moments where you really yeah. needed a goalkeeper yeah. to do his stuff. And, and, and on how many actual mistakes has he made since those first two or three games when he obviously was a bit nervous or made errors? But very, since very that, few, really. I can't think of hardly any, yeah. No howlers. Yeah. I mean, like you said, yeah. you have the odd goal where you've gone, oh, maybe he should have, you know, should have done better. But mm. say yeah, that, I mean, that's what been... fans say that about everything. Overall, yeah. he's been pretty good, hasn't he? I mean, defence, I mean, just to quickly give my summary on defence, I think centre-backs, obviously, we've had the big partnership split up to some degree. Webster's come in, high price. Still, I think, impending in most people's eyes. I think he's still got defend. potential. He cannot but defend. That's a big yeah, issue. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a big issue. I think, for me, possibly Duffy might move on. Who knows? I don't know yet. Um, but uh, certainly, Dunk would still form part of the future. Webster still potentially. But White comes in for me, I think, um, in centre. Um, you, mean, you mean we're not? You mean he's not going to go to Leeds? Yeah. Well, you see, Leeds have signed him already, haven't they? According to their their That's own stuff. That's what I've heard as well. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think he's a fantastic player. I really, I think he's. I think he's as good as Dunk already, barring a bit of experience and a couple of. I have, to, I have to say, I haven't actually seen him play that much. He's he's possibly even better on the ball. I would say he's more. He's even more composed. He doesn't seem to need to go to ground as much as Dunk. Um, do we have to wait for him to actually do it in the Premier League before we? That's get the thing. Yeah. Well, well, I was going to say Webster was notionally the best defender in the Championship last season. Yeah, one thing. That's that's the kind of that's the one thing that I've been sort of thinking about when I see all this debate over the tug of war over where he's going to go, because he's not actually played a minute in the Premier League. Yeah, I suppose I mean, the view I'm from the bigger clubs is. Be- Gamble now. If he has a good season, Premier League, he'll be worth 50, 60 million. Yeah, exactly. If you gamble now and pay 15, 20 or whatever for a player that's never played for us or twice played twice, then they reckon yeah. they can get him on the cheap. Then, it, you know, if he fails, well, it's nothing to the big clubs. And if exactly, it's, it's a drop it, in the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, that's I'm, not, I'm not pouring cold water on him, but I just think a lot of yeah. the, there's got to, yeah. he's got to actually prove that he can do it in the Premier League. A lot League. of hype. Yeah. Josh, what's your take on that? And also, fullbacks, what do you think of that? Yeah, I think that Ben White, I think he absolutely will be playing a big role next year, despite what Leeds fans think. Um, well, as long as we stay up, I think that if mm. we stay up, then he will. I honestly think that if we go down, I think we'll sell him to someone that's a lot bigger than Leeds. I think that they'll, he will probably end up going to Arsenal, someone like that. Um, Is there anyone bigger than Leeds? That's the best part about it, is that I think that either which way, there is no storyline that ends with Ben White at Leeds for 2021, and that makes me so happy. Um, I think that, I think that on, on my shopping list, I think I've got uh, a backup midfielder, um, a backup kind of central midfielder, a fullback, a striker, and a winger. And I've got names uh, for all of them but fullbacks. I don't, really, I don't really know what kind of fullback we'd be looking at getting and whether Lamptey could could do the job that we're thinking he might be able to do. Um, but I think fullback is an absolute must. I mean, Shalotto's at a contract. I don't see him getting a new one. I don't um, see him getting a new one. And, you know, I think Bernardo's excellent. I think Bernard's done an astounding job mm. at left, left back, left wing back for the bloke he is. Six foot seven dude that can, you know, make up, make up speed by sheer length. <laughs> is, uh, he, is that he was brought in as a backup centre half, wasn't he? And he suddenly yeah. became a permanent first choice left back. Yeah, he's I think definitely, that, he's, for me, he's on the shortlist for player of the season, yeah. bizarrely. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that right back is what we need. And I think mm. in this case, is it going to be Lamptey or not? I think if it is Lamptey, then we don't need to worry about signing a new one. I think he's he's another one. I mean, the only time I've seen him play was when he, was when he came on for Chelsea against Arsenal. He changed Same. the game. That's all I saw too. And he was very impressive. So he has actually done... I mean, I've seen him. We've, he's actually done it, albeit fleetingly, at the top level. So mm. I'm a bit more confident that he will be the... Closer to the real deal. Talk about fullbacks. Montoya's a big enigma for me because I actually don't think he's had a bad season, but he gets so regularly replaced during the game. I mean, he must have been like subbed like five or six times. There were certain games where there were certain games where Montoya was both our entire defensive outlet and our entire attacking outlet. There was there was times when he would be at right back, play a pass into the midfield, and he would be taking the final strike in the centre forward position. He was. It was bizarre. Like it I was like wild. I like so him. Do I, too. Yeah, but I don't think Potter does, based on the number of times he's t- he'd subbed in no, and played Alzate there instead. It. And you know, it's yeah. it's weird. He likes him against Palace, though. He seems to think he does well there, and he does generally. But uh, yeah, but I think he's me? quite un- he's he's quite unflappable, isn't he? Really, he just seems to get like he yeah. generally just gets the he plays the same regardless of the opposition. Mm. Seemingly, he doesn't mm. seem to get overawed, especially. I guess having played a hundred odd games for Barcelona, then that's kind of ingrained in you, isn't it? That you're just going to go out True. and play, yeah. play your game. Yeah. Um, what about the midfield then? So we're, we're saying we probably need some backup. Definitely, I think central mid. Uh, we need somebody there, and I think maybe another. We need someone that can score. We need a goal scoring mm. central. What do, what do we reckon yeah. about Malumbi? Will he go up and loan somewhere else, or will he? Oh, he's give the other one. I mean, he's getting obviously rave reviews. Mm. Good player. Millwall. I personally think player. he's got another year somewhere else. Yeah, I think another year in the championship, mm. probably. I mean, I would but, say just give him another year at Millwall if they want to keep him. I mean, they love mm. him. They're playing him non-stop. He's playing brilliantly. Spoil, well, Millwall I mean, going down. to spoil things slightly, it kind of depends what division we're in. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he exactly. probably comes straight in if we go down, doesn't he? he kind yeah, of, exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. He would be, he'd come straight in. I think yeah. that from what we've seen, I'm I'm very confident in proper Bissouma players like that in carrying that midfield as a defensive group. Um, I think if we wanted to bring in a backup defensive midfielder, I've got uh, out of contract Ashley Westwood on my shortlist. I think that as yeah. a 30 year old midfielder with a shit ton of games under his belt in the Premier League, I think he would be a, probably a cheap alternative. And I, I really do think that McAllister will be that extra attacking midfielder that we need. Mm. I do. I, yeah, yeah. I think that he's going to be enough. And then massively controversial opinion. Uh, I think we need a winger, and I think Anthony Knockart is the winger. I think we desperately Agreed. need to bring him back and keep and Agreed. actually give him a go. Are we able to though? I thought it was already agreed, wasn't it? Or is it still? No. Well, it's Fulham. There is an option for Fulham not to, not to take it up. He's not done brilliantly at Fulham, has he? Certainly, no. the game I saw on TV about a few months before, a month or two before. Lockdown in no. started. That's he was the one who got taken off when then one nil down. I think they then improved a lot and equalised. Yeah, the way. he scored. He scored a couple of standard knockout absolute yeah. goals. But the criticism's but, been that he, he he's a player that can flourish in the Championship by and large, running hot and cold a little bit. Mm. But in the Premier League, he t- seems to come unstuck more often. But to, to be I coming thought, up a bit more in the Championship, he had his red card last year, didn't he? But I mean, I think mm. to be honest, I think he's a much better option than Solly Mark. Mm. Yeah, Marsh has definitely gone backwards, I think. He's the, mm. yeah. I, I actually thought he started the season really well, looked full of confidence, and then he got injured. And since then, he's looked standard, really low on confidence. 
It was yeah. it was funny because I thought that I mean he was almost an out and out left wing back at that point, and I thought he was doing a better job at that job than David Brooks, who was supposed to be the next big thing. I thought he yeah. was actually quite yeah. comfortably outperforming him in that left wing back role. He got hurt and has came back and has barely played a game at left wing back since. Mm. So, well, Burn came in, I suppose, then didn't he? And yeah, and, and Bernardo, Bernardo, back to Bernardo got back to fitness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So strikers, anybody think we need a new striker? Hopefully the club do. I think, I think Connor. I think Connolly. I think Connolly needs a year out on loan somewhere. Yeah, agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he needs yeah, to be I, in the championship. Well, again, it depends on what division we're in. If we stay up, yeah. he needs a year in the championship for me. We hundred percent. We need a new one, don't we? And uh, to come in ready-made and who that is and who we can get and the whole matter, yeah. matter about finances. Well, I suppose yeah. the alternative might be is that we can get someone quite cheap because of someone, you know, without one to like, be yeah. a vulture, another club's in a bit of need or whatever or needs to sell a couple of players and you never know. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's certainly yeah. an option. I see the but guy we were linked with a deadline was, is now interested in Chelsea and Tottenham. Garassi or whereas yeah. they yeah. there yeah. seems to be rumours of a few him. more goals since the deadline as well. Yeah, yeah. and Amiens yeah. has gone down uh, as a result of the French league ending, so he's so he'll be, up for sale. Be on the, yeah. on the yeah. team, as it were. Well, I but think, the, I don't know an Albion fan that doesn't think we need a striker, so I think it's pretty comprehensive. I think um, we need two, to be honest. Two, two is, the, is the only question. Do we need two? And I think maybe we do, yeah. Well, I still think the highlight of our season is the fact that we had... Sorry, go on, please. I was going to say, I still think the highlight of our season is going spending deadline day, going back and forth, trying to sign our own player from another club. I still think that's... You couldn't make it up, could you, really? It's kind of, that's so Albion. <laughs> I mean, I think it... It depends what happens with Andone, to be honest, yeah. whether he can be reintegrated back in. Because I think you could end up with a scenario where he he potentially replaces Connolly and then you go for one other. But, I mean, it depends what happens with Glenn as well. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I know he's, he's had a bit of a renaissance over the last few few months, but... He's got another know. year, isn't he? He's got another yeah. year, yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, he only um, had one... He had one really good game at West Ham when he came in, but after that, he had not really set the world on fire. He's done okay, no. but you wouldn't say he's been the answer to our problems in any way. Yeah, I think no, we no. need two, really. Mm. Yeah. And then, uh, just to round off on the summary and the chat about the season, um, in terms of disappointments, pluses and minuses, really, um, what, what do you guys think? I mean, Josh, first, what, what do you think of the um, surprises, the disappointments from this season? I think the disappointment has to be that we've not finished games when we've had ample opportunity to. I think that's, I'm kind of speaking on behalf of every single Albion fan out there, yeah, I think. Absolutely, yeah. um, Like the amount of times we've just said in the last hour, oh, we, we should have won that. Yeah. You know, like it's stupid. Um, but I think the successes has been some of the players that have come through and have flourished under Potter that ultimately would never have had a chance under, under Hewton. I think that Aaron Connolly getting the game time he had. Uh, I think that Dan Byrne becoming what? on earth Dan Byrne has become. Um, Bissouma <laughs> looking like the midfielder we wanted to sign a couple of years ago. Um, I think that we've shown a lot, of, a lot of promise and I think that we're playing a lot better football than I think we almost had any right to in the Premier League, especially when you look back at that Man City match, even though we got tanked 4-0. Like, I, like Robin said, like Pep came away from that having to ask questions of his own team because he realised yeah. that you know, if somebody like Borussia Dortmund turned up and put the game game plan that we had in place, they were going to be in big, big trouble. Um, yeah. And I think that that can only be a good thing. Absolutely. And Robin, what do you think? Uh, would you concur with that? Any other thoughts? Yeah, I would concur with that. My the biggest disappointment is what he's done to centre of defence for me. Mm. Because I can understand he's, he's made the decision that 
that Webster is obviously the, is a better ball playing centre back, and he's been stuffy. But I think the issue is is that we're not good enough to necessarily play like that. And I think you've got to when you're in a position where ultimately our our ambition is still survival. And I think that starts from not conceding goals. And I think it, it, would, have, it would be a philosophy that would work if we had a very, very potent attacking force where we think, fine, if we ship a goal at the other end, we're very confident that we can go up the other end and score two. But we're not in that. So I'm, I'm, I'm on board with most of the changes that he's made. I think, A, spending that amount of money on a centre-back was frankly bizarre yeah given the fact we don't have the biggest budget in the world and 20 odd million mm. quid on top of what we had probably could have got us a top quality or a, a decent striker Joe and two well yeah, <laughs> touche um but i think we have to concentrate primarily on actually having defenders that can defend and i've not seen anything to suggest that adam webster can defend mm. Yeah, he's, he's got his thoughts for sure. And, and Peter, any further thoughts? Um, I'd say biggest plus is Alzate. I think he was came from nowhere, really. I mean, he was on loan up Orient. Was it a Swindon last season in League yeah. Two? Didn't really. Yeah. Did okay. But, you know, you weren't thinking he was one to one to make the step up next. Um, yeah. And as I thought for six months of the season, was arguably our best player, if anything. He looked yeah. so calm under pressure. He was moved around position-wide. He played left wing back, right wing back, centre midfield, attacking and midfield. Looks- and and look brilliant in all of them. And he's, 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 he's not been so good the last month or two when playing because I think he sounded like he had an injury. But up to that point, he was superb and he looked so yeah. calm under pressure. My one disappointment is Bernardo, I think. I really thought he'd break through under Potter. But actually, other than the spell when Byrne was out the team due to injuries hmm. and then being dropped for Byrne, I thought a little bit harsh that he's not got the games yeah. I was hoping. I was, yeah. So, yeah, so that would be mine. What about you, Russ? Yeah, well, I'd agree with everything you guys have said. And the only things I'd add is it was good to see a little um, spark of hope that we can see the proper Jahan match because I'm just in the middle of the season, um, just around the turn of the year, we've had we've, we've seen sparks of something which is really encouraging. I'm willing the guy to do well. I'm so pleased he at least had some success, albeit a small amount. Um, similar on a small, smaller scale, seeing someone like Conley come through the ranks. I know he hasn't been with us forever, but... He's come through the youth ranks, showing there's the possibilities there. But I think Alzate, for me as well, is, is the big thing. I think he's got such a rounded game. He's got a really good head on shoulders. Yeah, he's going up at a big club, he's I think, got, in the end. I, I reckon. Yeah, he's got, he's just got, at the moment, he's got just the right level of balance yeah. between arrogance and yeah. being yeah. That, that, that winner against Everton, where he basically, in his own half, flicks to whoever it was to pass on to Vernon yeah. then to think it was like ridiculous. And, but there's been a couple of there's been a couple of occasions where he's where he's been either he's come on to play at wing back or he's found himself defending in that area where he's tried where he's successfully got himself out of trouble mm-hmm. there. And then it's the kind of thing where you go, if he did that and got it wrong, he would have been absolutely slaughtered. Yeah. But he had yeah. the confidence and slight arrogance to know that he was gonna pull it off. Yeah. And I, I really want to lose... see him get a run in midfield. I'd like to see a, a well, trio in midfield yeah. of Alzate, yeah. Proper, Bissouma. That would exactly. be, be a really good, interesting trio. I think all clubs, especially clubs at our level, do need that player who can be very flexible as well. Locked in everywhere. I think yeah, he, yeah. he's so handy to have someone like that. It's just Agreed. a bonus to come out of nowhere, effectively. 
I some, think, I think... some might say is a, he is a young Romain Vincelot. Vincelot. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, those are heavy boots to fill. The other, the other slight <laughs> disappointment I'd say for the last month and a half, two months, is what happened to Aaron Moy after he signed permanently. I mean, he was yeah. brilliant for three, four months <laughs> after a slow start. And then since signing permanently, he's not done an awful lot. Yeah, no, night and day. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I don't know if the season's going to carry on or not. We'll still wait to find out. No we? one does, I think, is the answer <laughs> if, to if that. It, if it does, do you think we're going to survive? I think just, yes. No. Oh, Josh? Uh, I think behind closed doors, no. And Peter? I'm literally 50-50. I, 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 I think the, think the we'll struggle at home, I agree, to teams when we're not yeah. playing a proper home game and whether I we'll pick up the points. We've got no yeah. virtually seven wins in two, three, almost three seasons away from home and every game being yeah. away from home, effectively. I think probably they're yeah. right. I think probably we won't, sadly. It will go down. It's going to be tough, tough if it does go ahead, isn't it? I'm nervous. I think it won't end there because I, I'm 100% sure that whichever three go down and result behind closed doors, we'll be having a legal challenge in on that Monday morning. Yeah. And whatever happens now, I'm confident Potter will stay on for the rest of forever, for not forever, but for next season forever. now. Because, yeah, forever. <laughs> yeah. He's never allowed to leave for next season. Because I mean, if, if we had a terrible end of the season and we got relegated, there's been pushed pretty for him to go. But actually with that situation, no one's going to sack him now. So, so you, you reckon he's going to get a Newcastle Alan Pardew? Yeah. Sort of he's going to get an unlimited contract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an eight-year rolling, yeah. eight rolling contract. He's, he's not far off that. I mean, he's got a six-year deal. So. Yeah, true. Um, well, that pretty much rounds it up, doesn't it, for, um, for this special episode. One thing I wanted to say before we finish was um, a good friend of ours, Brett Mendoza, who runs the Caxton Arms and has done for uh, recent years, um, is struggling, as we all are, with the uh, virus situation causing an effect on his business. Um, he's been doing a crowdfunding thing I think he's pretty much raised the money, but it's, I just wanted to flag it up in case anybody wanted to help out. It's great pub. He's really done some good stuff with it, and, and he's sorted food out as well, which is really good. Um, he's struggling, and he's looking for help, and he said he's got a Facebook page um, set up, and I think also a website. So with the website, it's www.crowdfunder.co.uk forward slash Caxton Arms, which is C-A-X-T-O-M. If anybody did want to help out with that, a really nice. Yeah, he's, he is you're right. He's well over his target, but I mean, I think there's still he's going to need. He set a fairly modest target, I think, and if this goes on yeah. for you know a number of months, and what I would add is, if you are going to make a donation, there are you don't. It's not just a donation. There are various options that you get. So depending on how much money you get, you give, hmm. there are kind of benefits that come with it. So anyone that gives any amount at all, um, he's going to have a, a kind of. A, I guess a board by the bar with everyone's name on there who's given something and I think it goes up to um if you give a hundred pounds or more then you get a kind of you get a like a, a private dinner or something laid on at the Caxton so as well yeah I think out, that you know, anybody familiar with Patreon is it's exactly the same it's yeah, just Patreon tears of yeah of reward and say I know it's a very difficult time for a lot of people financially and a lot of people won't be able to to give anything but say from from personal experience it's a great it's a great mm. pub he's a great guy he's given i think he's you know it's it's, an, it's obviously been an ambition of his to have a pub for a long time and he's yeah. been doing a great job with it so i yeah. think it would be a shame that it, yeah. it would be one of the casualties of this so yeah and he's very active with remp as well he does a lot of that sort yeah, of thing exactly. he's so the vice he's, chairman yeah. of um, yeah. of and obviously so, yeah. goes without saying he's a massive albion fan as well yeah, yeah absolutely so if anyone's got you know anything anything to yeah. spare then I've said there's a lot of 
other causes that people probably want to give to. But if that's a specific kind of Albion, an yep. Albion uh, related yeah, one, it would be good. He said to me the the urgent, the, the initial target was for the urgent um, bills to pay, but there's going to be ongoing costs. So that's mm. why he's still welcoming any uh, crowdfunding donations. Um, we're also hoping, well, he said he would come on the show, so we're hoping to get him on quite soon as well, so he can chat about it directly, hopefully in one of the forthcoming weeks. But anyway, that pretty much rounds it up, I think, unless anyone's got anything else to say. So uh, thank you very much to Peter, to Robin, yeah. to Josh for joining Thanks us so much. Uh, here. And yeah, uh, we'll be back next time. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.